Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of Damsels in the DMs. Try to manifest whatever you wish for, but also work for it. Like, do something every day that your future self will be thankful for. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them, yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. And I'm Alejandro. What an exciting week this has Wait, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably going to be. In October, November, but I feel like summer has evaporated so quickly. Fall, we're just swimming right through it. Like time is flying by. How is how is New York for you this season? <sighs> well, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully all will go well. But Brian is getting surgery tomorrow, um, so getting ready for that has been a little bit. I had a belated birthday party over the weekend, um, and that was a blast. I made it ABBA-themed, um, and it was also sort of like Brian's last hurrah before getting surgery, but it was really nice, and it was nice because I had almost like 50 people there or something, and it was just cool because, you know, I moved to New York a year ago, and I was so like, am I going to have any friends? Like, what's going to happen? Like, my whole network's in L.A. And it was just very special to, you know, like, have built up a network on either coast. Yes, you were so fortunate. And, of course, it's no surprise. I mean, you're so amazing. Who wouldn't want to be connected to you or learn from you or laugh with you? Goodness. Mm-hmm to listen to ABBA and I love ABBA you know Dancing Queen Gimme Gimme I live for those songs so. I like um I like like take it dun, 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 dun. yeah 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 that one I really dig that one yeah so that's what's going on with me um happy about the news about the writer strike we'll see maybe by the time this comes out we'll have news about the SAG strike you know yeah. crossing our fingers so but what's going on with you well Jess Jackson published, well, we had a, she actually had a pre-launch event for her book that I helped publish, and I'm so excited for her. We're going to do a full-on social media and sales strategy. I, I want to pump that out by January. It feels like a good um, self-help, self-rejuvenation tool that people can take advantage of, especially during the time, or even holidays, if uh, we can get the run completed by then um, and I found a printer who is local to the LA community and I'm so excited because she is not only willing to have the print run but teach students how my, like myself um, how to use this equipment if we choose to print the books ourselves 
which would be amazing. Oh my goodness. To have like, can you imagine how cool is that? To have your hands involved in like every single step of the way of making a book. Like, ah. Are you accepting submissions for people who might be interested in having a book published? I am always accepting submissions. My response, um, you know, that may take some time depending on the project and, you know, where all the editorial calendar is at. But that is something that I am working on finalizing on my website soon so that people can easily know what to send and how to send it. And then we can hopefully continue the conversation from there. I don't know how you have any time between running a publishing company, your acting, your podcasting, and you have a full-time job. And producing. We filmed uh, Andrew Cervantes' short cuddles last weekend. Was it last weekend? Yeah, I think it was last weekend already. I, I listed but, but... five things that you're like heavily involved in. You're like, ah, oh, you missed one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was just the most recent one where we were all on set, just trying to get things taken care of. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I think, you, I know you appreciate this too, where it's like having your hands involved in so many things at the same time. As crazy as it can be, there's also something really gratifying about it, about being like in a collaborative environment with others and being supportive of whatever people need and knowing that you'll get that back in some capacity. 100%. Well, speaking of somebody else who has their hands in many different capacities and is absolutely killing it and doing that, Lupe Cambiaso, is that Lupe correct? Cambiaso, Lupe is Cambiaso. joining us today. Yes. And Alejandro, how did you two meet? We met through a mutual friend at his birthday. And it was my first time meeting several of his friends there. Lupe was one of them. And um, I remember we were all dancing at a certain point and then we were off to the side sipping on our drinks and I was just so intrigued and just wanting to strike up a conversation so I remember asking her you know what was one of the things that made you laugh this week and it seemed to create like a moment of pause for her because like I don't know she was just kind of like huh but yeah we've been able to laugh and dance and sing along and just be as silly as we can be since then been such a cool ride she's so supportive and encouraging and wise and this episode is such a testament to her wisdom and her just amazing amazing talent and gifts and life so oh my goodness i'm so happy she came on yes me too well let's get into it and find out how everybody can book the callback book that callback let's do it Oh my goodness, hello, Lupe. Hello, hello. How are you? Lupe Cambiaso. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for taking time to spend with the damsels. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. Oh. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for you to finally meet Lauren. I feel like, Lauren, I've talked to you so much about Lupe. And we also, Lupe was a huge part in helping the damsels do the step and repeat interviews at that Amazing. Um, Horror, there was like a queer horror premiere. That yes, was that was fun. Awesome. I was kind of like so. the producer of the Step and Repeat. <laughs> the producer's <laughs> producing. I was like, excuse me, Alejandro's here. Yes, <laughs> turn around. <laughs> it was perfect. It was so much fun. But before we get into, you know, what we've been keeping up with now, I would love for you to share with us a little bit about you, like where you're from, what you do now. Oh, 
Okay, I'm originally from Argentina, from Buenos Aires, the world's champion uh, on soccer. Uh, I need to say that. Um, yeah, and I moved to, to LA when, like in 2019, right before the pandemic. And I've been living in Sherman Oaks in the Valley and now in Hollywood. Mm, wow. Mm. And how did you first know that you wanted to be an actor? Ah, that's a great question. I think between when I was nine, between nine and 11, my parents took me to see some plays in Buenos Aires. And I remember one of those was in English. And of course, I, I didn't know English by the time, my dad either. And I understood everything and I was stoked by it. Mm -hmm. And I saw yeah. like, mom, I want to be on stage. Like, I want to be those guys. I want to be there. Mm -hmm. And so, yes. And then like seeing movies all the time with my parents. And I was like, I think I want to go to Hollywood, mom. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, Lupita, sure. Yeah, yeah. And now? And now look at you shining, shining. So I'm curious, was there ever, so on the stage, when you saw the theatrical performances, was there a character that really struck you? that sticks out in your mind now? Or was it just like the whole experience? It was a very modern type of theater because they were on stage. And then at some point they crossed the background and they were on camera. So oh. my mind oh. was like, because, <laughs> so it was not only the first play I saw, it was the first play I saw that they, they crossed to the other world. They were on stage and then suddenly they were on camera and there was a huge um, screen. So you could see them from the yeah. stage going to camera. So I was like, oh my God, this is like magic. And it feels like it. When you act oh. and when you're working on stage or on film, it feels like magic. It's amazing. It really does. Once those lights come on, it's just like the adrenaline just pours through your yeah. body and then... Ugh. It's a wonderful feeling. It's, it's a yeah. What was the transition like for you from going from Argentina to Sherman Oaks? <laughs> that was a huge difference because in Buenos Aires is like full of buildings and buses and, you know, public transportation. And here it was like nothing, <laughs> like families and dogs. And I didn't have a car the first few months. So that felt weird. But I had come to LA for a few times in the past. So I already knew the area and about transportation and everything. So it wasn't that hard. Like coming here, I came here for the first time in uh, 2012 to study acting. And then I went back to Buenos Aires. I came back in 2013 for six months. I went back to Buenos Aires. So I think all those trips prepared me to actually like moved here. Mm -hmm. So when I moved here, I wasn't zero. You know, I was like, I had friends. I knew the, the city, I knew how to try to get an agent. I know how to get auditions, at least try. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that's really, I feel very, you were fortunate enough to have that experience, but I was, what was something that you learned or what were some challenges during those like early years of being in LA? Uh, well, first language. I studied English mm. since I was a kid, mm. but being here, speaking in English all day long, trying to communicate, being in an acting class, in, in English, that was, that was a scary. <laughs> I was like, well, I know a lot of terms, yeah. uh, a theater or acting terms in Spanish, but in English, like, am I going to understand what they say? 
And for my surprise, it wasn't that hard. It was actually good. I learned a lot of vocabulary, you know, like some slang from LA. So it was fun. Scary, but fun. And you've had a lot of success since you came here. You were on Curb Your Enthusiasm and you've been booking a lot of commercials. What have you done to become so successful? Like, what do you think? What's the secret? Meditating, praying, having a vision board. (laughs) I don't want to show you my vision board right now because it's a mess. And I don't think it's good to share with everyone. But having a vision board is actually very motivating because you wake up every morning. I have it in my bathroom right now because it's a place that I just like, I brush my teeth and I look at it. I put my makeup on and I look at it. Having a vision board is like, okay, you settle your goals and you see, you look at them all day long, every day. And if you want to change something, you change it. If you want to put like a sticker or a picture or you want to write something or you want to put something that symbolizes whatever you want of your life or about a job or whatever. I think that's that's very powerful. I don't know if it's because of the vision board <laughs> that I'm working a lot. I don't think that's, it's pretty new also. I have it here. I, I, I've been having it for a year maybe, but I don't know. I think it's something about maybe the types. Um, I'm booking a lot of commercials. So the look is important. Mm-hmm. It's not my opinion. But it's like, so having a type, something that is really representative of a niche or society or like, I think that's most of it, what makes me book so many things. And also this. (laughs) The lucky frame. He knows them. Lupe was really sweet. She went with me to an audition for Volkswagen. It was an in-person one. And it was, we were on the way. Lupe was like, do you want the frames for good luck? And I was just like, oh, I don't want to take the magic away. Oh my goodness. It was just, it felt, it was such a sweet gesture. You cannot take the magic out of it. On the other hand, you would give your your magic to them. That's true. Mi amor. Oh, yes, yes. Magic, magic circulating in, all around. In school, we talk a lot about how films have charged objects and how, like, you know, instead of writing down in a story, oh, I feel like I love you. If you present the ring, then that object shows you what the person is trying to say without you having to say it. So maybe the frames are a charged object, you know, with luck and love. And maybe they mean yep. something. Maybe so. They are black and the previous pair, I took them off. I started like uh, gathering everything and I sat on them and I broke them and I was like, no. And then I tried to glue them and I still had them. And I was like, shit, I won't be able to carry them all over the place because they are like one, uh, one leg, you can fold it. And the other one is like this. So I'm not able to carry them everywhere. So I had this from, I think it was a Halloween party a few years ago. And I don't know if you can hear it. It's plastic. Yeah. So I took the little glasses off and I'm just wearing the frames. So cheap. But it's smart because then you can put the reflection in the camera. Exactly. And because I have this in my headshots, every time my agent sent my profile, 
with that headshot, that's a sign signal that I have to wear the frames for the audition. And the last More. two or three commercials that I booked, they required some frames for me. So the wardrobe, wow. wardrobe people had like two or three pairs for me to try. That's so funny. Even the most recent commercial for T-Mobile with Rosaline Sanchez. Oh my uh, goodness. Yes. Ow, oh my ow. God. That was what? That, that was, was out like three days wonderful. ago. Oh my goodness. How crazy. Wow. Right. Well, I think everybody is listening to this just being like, Lupe, how do I become Lupe? And I guess one question that I have for you is, were there any times along the way when you got here from Argentina where you were like, I can't do this anymore. I'm never going to be successful. And how did you persevere through that time period? You never had to think that. That's a, that's a, una trampa. You always have to be hopeful and positive in your thinking. I think it depends on your, your objectives. I mean, if your mm -hmm. objective is to be famous or have like been a millionaire, those are like very shitty kind of objectives. Not shitty, but <laughs> it's like, unless yeah. you are working towards being a millionaire because you have an idea or you have a startup or you uh, have stocks or whatever will give you money. But when you have an objective, you have to mm -hmm. work towards it. It's not that the universe is going to give you everything you want just because you wish it, you wish for it. You need to work towards it. In my case, coming from South America, that's one dream came true. It's like <laughs> I was able to get my O1 visa, which is an artist visa. It's very hard to get. It's very expensive. So that was my first obstacle, if you want to call it like that, or oh, my first line to cross. And I crossed it. And after I crossed it, I was like, mm. okay, so the universe is not against me, you know? So it's like, okay, I'm going to keep dreaming a little bit more. <laughs> okay. I don't want to live in Sherman Oaks anymore. <laughs> I want to live in Hollywood in my own studio. And then one year and a half later, here I am. So I don't know, it's positive thinking, it's positive energy, try to manifest whatever you wish for, but also work for it. Like do something every day that your future self will be thankful for. I saw that phrase somewhere. Mm. <laughs> I love that. It's not my quote though. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but you're repurposing it beautifully. I think it's, that's true. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, no, I love the ratio between manifesting with a vision board, but also putting in the work. Because I feel like sometimes it could be perceived that just the act of creating a vision board is enough. But it's yeah. like, no, it takes like, it's a tireless journey of just like putting in the work. And like, even if you make mistakes, figuring out how to like, rework the course. Like if you want to lose weight, you don't just say, okay, I wish I was like, I don't know, a few pounds, uh, Less, lesser, oh. yeah. you have to start, start a diet, start even eating healthy or going to the gym or do exercise. Yeah. And I feel like the other, to your point, positive energy gets positive energy. 
And I feel like so much of booking roles is about who's hiring you and do they want to work with you? Are you the kind of person that they want to bring to set? And I feel like you having this mindset where you know you're supposed to be here, the universe is telling you you're supposed to be here, and you're seeing things starting to work out with this positive mindset. I feel like people feel that energy and it makes you makes them want to bring you onto their team. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always. Oh my goodness. There's nothing but positive energy coming from you, but I'm so curious. Who are some of your idols that have either brightened your day along the way or people that are like with you on a spiritual connection? Do you mean like actors? Yes, actors or anyone else who else might fall in that category. When I was a teenager, I used to watch a lot of The Nanny, right? With Fran, Fran Drescher. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, yes. Flag after president. Yes, our president. And I think she taught yeah. me a lot about, I don't know, self-confidence, being your boss lady, dress however you want, have this attitude, being you know, like behaving as you are a princess. And... <laughs> yes, wearing a lot of uh, animal print stuff. <laughs> and that's a role oh, yeah. I really like. So if I were able to play that role again, if they are doing a nanny too or something, like a Latino version of it, yes. I used to love that version. You'd be perfect. You'd be so perfect for that. It's a shame oh, my God. <laughs> And then uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I love her. Mm. And it's like every role she has, it's like, oh, I want to do that too. You know, oh, please. <laughs> I also want to be her friend, <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> Hi, Julia. Wait, didn't you go to a book signing with the, she was, was she speaking? Or yeah, was she, she was there? reciting one of the poems was, that the writer that was presenting the book wrote. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So I was like wow. six feet away from her. And I was like, <laughs> I wanted to tell her like yes. I'm gonna be on curb. I'm, I'm like I'm gonna be here with your friend Larry. <laughs> But I couldn't. I couldn't say that to her. So Lupe, no. you are our expert this week on how do you get the callback. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience on Curb Your Enthusiasm, what the audition process was like, and how you booked the role? Bueno, eh, okay, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want me to play an expert, I'm going to change my voice and be like... Um, so that was a funny process because I was non-union before booking Curb. Booking Curb made me eligible, so... Thank you. And, and it was a funny process because I got the audition and I auditioned not that much for theatrical. I got my auditions, but nothing like too big. And when I saw Kirby Enthusiasm, I was like, I was at my friend's house and I was like, bye, I need to leave. I just got an audition for Curb. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I need to prepare. I was like, this could be my opportunity. I mean, I want to say that phrase. Yeah. So I came to my house and I remember another friend was coming over to drink some mate. 
some another Argentinian friend of mine, and I hadn't seen him for a while, so he was like, okay, let me just stop by, let's have some mate, I'm going to be with my girlfriend, okay, bring her over to, okay. When I got the audition, I was like, hey, so you're coming for some mate, but you're going to help me to do this audition <laughs> because I don't know where to start. I was like, ah, so freaked out. And luckily, he was a huge fan of the show. So he knew the timing. He knew how Larry speaks. He knew everything. So the time they took uh, for them to come here, I just built my character. I read the... I think I had a day between when they came over and shot it. But I read the script. I watched a few episodes of it. I tried to build my character. I put in some... Not the glasses... Um, but I put in some like weird dress and huge boobs, fake boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I put a little, some hair here. <laughs> I love this. I will be playing uh, a housekeeper. So I can't, I don't think I can say much about it, but it was a, f a very fun character to play. So before they arrived here, I already got the character and the huge boobs really helped me. So I was standing different and my voice was different. I took my bangs off. So I was like, yeah. I was able to like do faces and be like more. <laughs> so when they arrived here, I was already in the character. I had everything, everything set up. There was a scene in my bed. There was a scene coming from the bed, the restroom. And uh, there was a scene in the couch and that was very fun. And we shot it a few times and they were like super happy about it. I'm like, only five takes? No, no, no. I need to do more. Like I need to be sure, sure, sure. I need to have at least three takes that I absolutely love before I send this. So they were like, okay, Lupe, okay, let's keep rolling. <laughs> uh, when we were done, I just edited it super fast in my phone. And when we watched it, the three of us were laughing. So I was like, okay, my friend is very strict. Oh. So when I saw him laughing, I was like, okay, this is a good sign. And his girlfriend, she's American. So that was another great op mm. opinion to have because I want to be understood and I want to be funny, even though it's not my first language. So it was pretty fun. So I sent it. And then the following day, I got a, an email from my agent saying they want to see you in another scene. And I'm like, so they gave me another piece of, it wasn't a scene. It was like a paragraph saying the action that was happening. And I could improvise some lines. Of course, on set, I would be interacting with Larry David. So I would be like waiting for him to improvise a lot with me. So that was scary. So I shot that scene by myself because my friend wasn't here anymore. And I sent it. And I, of course, put it on my vision board in the restroom. And then I think the following day I got an email saying like you booked it, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Oh my Wait gosh, amazing! <laughs> Can you share if it's a guest star or a series regular? It was a guest star. Or... It was a guest star for two episodes. Wow! And can you also share if they had you keep the boobs when you filmed well, it? That was in. That's a very good question, Lauren. Because. <laughs> <laughs> so two days before shooting nobody said anything about my boobs and I'm like do you want to keep them You're like, so I got an email from the director and the assistant director 
saying, oh, Lupe, okay, welcome to the team. See you on Tuesday or whatever. So I was like, hey, Jeff, by the way, I don't know if you realized, but on the audition, I was wearing huge boobs and I was wearing like a cross. Do you want me to keep that? Or and he's like, Lupe, with you is more than enough. You don't need the boobs. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> My boobs are not bad either, but they were like huge and como caídas. ¿Cómo se dice caídas, Ale? <laughs> Fallen. They're like sinking because of how heavy Baggy. they are. <laughs> Baggy. Baggy, yes. So I didn't bring the boobs. Okay, so Lupe, I have three takeaways from listening to you that I feel like I want to point out for our listeners since you are our expert. So one, it sounds like you really put yourself in the environment. It sounded like you recorded different scenes in different locations of your place. Is that correct? So you didn't stay in front of a self-tape backdrop. No. Can you tell us about your decision on that? And then I'll get to my other two points well, that I find from this. Yeah, the, the scenes required some movement. So I thought, okay, I have to move. But I can say, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I can say this. Uh, so... I open the door and I enter, right? Only gonna say that. So I needed a door and I did it like to, I don't know, I wanted to do an entrance and I was carrying some things on my hands. So I needed to be seen from at least uh, waist up, like a yeah. medium shot. Yeah. And then the following scene is me uh, trying to arrange the bed, the pillows and everything. And I thought, okay. So I put the tripod further. I set up the bed and everything, cleaned up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I shot it there. And then the third scene that they asked me the following day was on the couch, me sleeping on the couch, like dreaming, you know? And I thought I can't be like, I, I need to be. And also I think that gives the casting director a sense of the what they want to see at the end. It's different if you're auditioning for a commercial and they want they want you to be drinking. You don't have to be seen further. You just can be like, hello, look, look, look. For theatrical, it's better if you give them a sense of the environment. And in my case, I gave them some character. Even though they didn't keep a lot of things that I suggested, they kept some. But, yeah. Yeah. That was actually the second thing I was going to point out was that you built a character around this. Cause I feel like when you go to acting schools, they talk about bring yourself to it, like just be you saying the lines. So I really want to hear about what was your process of building the character and when you're getting auditions, how are you looking at the script to identify what the character needs when you're doing the audition? Well, that's mainly like script analysis. Uh, I studied at Stella Adler. Academy of Acting, and they have a whole technique, which is amazing, uh, to approach mm -hmm. characters. And from the character class, we got this, I have it around here, uh, like a notebook with questions to ask about the character, character traits that you need to have in order to make it more believable. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you have a script, not always you have a lot of information. So sometimes you have to create them and to be imaginative with it. So it's good for you to know what is the script for? Who is directing this show? What is the show about? What's the, the humor of, of the show? So you can make smart choices about your character. 
mm-hmm. if I'm going to play a TV show that is like Curb, that is like very humorous and, and, and like sarcastic and uh, I won't be playing it like overly dramatic or overly serious. I'm going to give it a little bit of come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last <laughs> point I want to point out about how you booked this. You mentioned that you filmed like three different takes of each scene that your friend was like, Oh, we got it. We did it five times, but you were like, no, we don't got it. We need to keep doing it. How did you pick the take that you sent in? Is the one that I look the most oh, yeah. the prettiest. Oh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm like, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I don't remember right now what it was that it made me choose that take. But you know, when you have that take, you always do mm-hmm. one more for safety. That word, mm-hmm. one more for safety, is great because you have one that you liked. So the following one could be either better. So you want to have two, or it could be worse. In that case, it doesn't matter because you have another one. So I do four, four safety takes. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> I mean, it's about rhythm or movement. I'm pretty sure they helped me choose also, my friends. There were probably like small differences about like one step to the right or one step to... It wasn't that big of a difference. Since they were leaving, they won't stay here for forever you know i needed to have at least a few takes so i could choose in my solitude <laughs> which one i like i like it better yeah yeah you calling that a safety take i call that my it take once i have one that it's i better feel to think, good about it's better to name things positively never name things that matter to you yes. negatively but I mean it in a positive way the way that i think about it is okay i had the notes I've let it sink in and now I'm just going to have a blast with this. Maybe I should call it my fun take. Yeah, that's much better. Anyway, Alejandro, back to you now that I've gotten my expert advice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. And that's so true. I feel like words have such power. And it's like, obviously, they have power when we're bringing them to life from a page to in front of an audience. But even like the personal practice of how we call things or how we refer to things within our own spaces that has a huge impact in terms of the vibrations that we emit or like how our frequency then affects not only like another person's, but our own environment's frequency and like how it's contributing back to us in this cyclical cycle of... Instead of fuck it all, play it all. I had the take that I liked, now I'm gonna play it all out. Yeah, I love that. It changes a little bit. Then if you say... Now that, as of this weekend, it seems mm-hmm. like the strike is, strikes are somewhat finding some sort of resolution. But what have some what have been some things that been that have been keeping you busy outside of audition, Lupe? That have like really helped you keep your room going. <laughs> With you. <laughs> yeah. Let's call it, let's call it social events, okay? Let's call it networking, networking, girl. We're just sharing the good vibes. We've been busy networking it all. It's been a fun time just sparkling But it's a good thing that commercials (laughs) were approved to still do because I audition a lot for commercials. I audition almost every day. Uh, for commercials, yeah. either on camera or print or voiceover. 
so in my case, I was still auditioning. Of course, I didn't have more theatrical uh, auditions, but for me, it's been good. I didn't feel it like maybe some other actors that are usually on TV shows or movies um, or busy like that. What can I say? There are a lot of actors that they don't like commercials and they're like, meh, you know. For me, it's like, it's my face is seen all over the world. I'm getting money to pay my rent. I'm getting a lot of people to get to know me on set, crew, uh, uh, advertisement agencies. You don't know the extent of the work you do. So you will have, you need to be happy with whatever you book. Doesn't matter if it's a commercial or print or whatever. That's amazing. And you talked about this a little bit, but what are some things that you do in your audition space to keep yourself feeling creative and excited about your craft? I was just asking because I know at least for me, it's really important to have a creative space when I'm doing my self-tape auditions. And like, sometimes that's not realistic. Like you're traveling, you're doing it in between classes, whatever it may be. And you can't have a fabulous creative setup to do your art in. For you, you talked a little bit about your vision board. Are there any other things that you do to keep your space like fun for you when you're taping your auditions? I try not to use so many props, but use some props when it's needed or when they help me. I have my ring light. I have my backdrop. I'm not a pro. There are a lot of people that have more lights and more backdrops and more everything. I just, I work with whatever I have handy. <laughs> right now, the computer is on top of this huge book. And yes, I'm barefoot, so no one can tell. I don't know what I try to do to be like, to have my creative. I live by myself. That's a huge difference. When you have roommates, you need to like, can you please shut up? I'm recording or whatever. I, I'm usually quiet here. And sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay, I have nothing to do today. And then after breakfast, I have four auditions. And then I spend the rest of the day inside <laughs> working, mm -hmm. recording one audition, then editing, then submitting. I don't know. I always have fun. And I think commercials are very fun for me to do. Commercial auditions are, are usually fun. And it's more, fu uh, more fun when casting directors send you a video of themselves doing the audition. That's mm. usually very fun for me to see <laughs> because they struggle. They it's struggle. Amazing. They're like, well, you have to be like, tuk, 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 and you see them struggling. And they're like, well, you're going to do it better. And I'm like, yeah, I will. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's fun. I, yeah, I, it's, it. I think it's all about the attitude. Positive yeah. attitude. The attitude, the energy, the words. You mentioned meditation. But what other practices or routines or just like healthy habits do you find yourself like sticking to on a regular Well, meditating, basis? it's it's a lot <laughs> already. Mm -hmm. I do it twice a day, 20 minutes each time. So I have to find wow. the time and the place. And I also go for a walk every every day for an hour, usually to Runyon Canyon or whatever I can go. So that's some mm -hmm. me time, you know, before auditions, after auditions, before going to networking events, uh, not after, but before. So yeah, I, it's a balance between what you want to do and what makes you feel better or good. Yeah. Yeah. These social events, they sound pretty time consuming. You guys have had a lot of, you, can't. you have no idea. 
<laughs> it's exhausting. But we love it. It's exhausting. Oh. <laughs> Getting my okay. makeup done. That uh, takes a long time. Choosing the outfit. Oh my goodness. The accessories. It takes time. I need a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> So, Lupe, we're going to get into our DM questions. Can you please tell us what is the funniest, wildest, most intriguing or inspirational DM? This is a funny one. So, my name is Guadalupe. The short form is Lupe, right? My first last name is Fuentes, which is my dad's last name. But I'm using now my mom's last name, which is Cambiaso. But before that, I used to be Lupe Fuentes until I realized there was a porn actor, actress, named Lupe Fuentes. <laughs> and she's pretty famous. So every single social media handle is taken by her. If you Google Lupe Fuentes, it's going to be her pictures, her videos, her body. <laughs> so at some point, I was getting a lot of DMs from people that thought I was that Lupe Fuentes. And they were like offering me so <laughs> like crazy things or asking me for photos or underwear. <laughs> I was like, oh are you sure you God. want my underwear? So I had to change my last name because of that, because I was getting a lot of DMs from the porn industry and they were offering me good money. Like I could have taken it. But it wasn't me. It wasn't okay. me. It was her. Wild though. Like you think that yes. they would just click on the profile and see you were a different person. We are we are very different physically. But I don't know. I guess they they were like confused. I had to uh, <laughs> add in my middle name to my name. So for acting, I use Lauren Elizabeth Harris because Lauren Harris is the daughter of Iron Maiden. Oh. And she use the Google results. And then there's an influencer named Lauren Elizabeth who owns that share of the Google results. And I was once on a red carpet and I was supposed to do the red carpet, but they had the face, you know how they give you those like little face sheets or whatever. They had the Lauren Elizabeth, the influencer's face on the card. <laughs> it's so hard to be ourselves. One time I was on CNN in Spanish one time talking about movies and uh, yeah, like new releases. And I think I was, I was in Argentina. The main host was in LA and the graph, they were in Miami. So they probably Google, okay, Lupe Fuentes is going to be on the show tonight. And they, when I was on camera live for Latin America, you saw my face. And then in the graph, it said Lupe Fuentes. DJ and producer. I was like, oh my I'm not a DJ. God. So the porn actress quit porn and she started being a DJ, a DJ. and a producer. <laughs> so the amazing guys in Miami doing the graph for CNN in Spanish, they didn't have time to check if I was the real Lupe Fuentes, the DJ, <laughs> porn actress and producer. So when I saw that, I was like, CNN, <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, uh, so the now, research team, they need to get it together. I mean, no, they have, well, it's beautiful. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so that was a funny DM. That's hilarious. I love it. Well, our DM of the week asks, what are some of your dream roles? You did mention already Fran Drescher's Ooh. The Nanny. 
Are there any others? See, um, I'm also a huge fan of Bridget Jones. Yes. I love those uh, quirky uh, characters that are like, maybe they are suffering, but they make you laugh. Yes. Um, yes. I like I like those characters, but they are like they are feeling pain and and shame and but you are in your house like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love comedy and I love I love make make people laugh. So all those roles that are comedic, I like. Nope, those are on the vision board. Yeah. Yes, some of them are. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, Larry David is gonna be doing another season of Curb. Some people say this is the last one. In my vision board, they're doing another one. <laughs> they're totally doing another one. I feel like that always happens. There's always a, an announcement of it being the last or the final, da da da, oh, yeah. and then it's like, okay, how many years later are we seeing a return? This is gonna be the twelfth. So, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Can exciting. you tell us if you liked working with Larry? <laughs> it was amazing what can i say it was like amazing 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 we had so much fun we had to start some takes all over again because we were laughing in the middle of them i made him laugh he made me laugh amazing we laughed at each other <laughs> we were like looking at each other like serious and then we were like <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately started saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be the, the guilty of doing another take, but it was great. Right. He's also the uh, executive producer. Mm. So when he was, when the, it wasn't his takes, he went to the video village with the other great uh, executive directors and they were like looking at everything. And then when he was on set, he was like working, you know, we, we didn't have time to like, oh, Lupe, tell me about your life. Oh yes, Larry. So no, we didn't have, we didn't uh, have so much time, but I talked to some other people that were on set and I could see that he was listening. I think the director asked me where I was from. I think I saw, I said it in the audition, probably. I don't remember. So I said that I was from Argentina to some, someone else. And then we were shooting our scene. He said, well, yes, that's because you are from Argentina. As oh the character, God, right? As, that's like, amazing. On the scene. And I was like, wow. you, were, you, you were paying attention oh. to me. You know? <laughs> oh my God, that's so amazing. Yes, so and I don't know if they're oh. going to keep that take when he says, where he says that, but yeah. So he was listening, you know, I was talking to someone else outside of set, like, yeah, I'm from Argentina, la, 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 la. And then he said that in the middle of a take. Oh, that's why, because you are from Argentina. I was like. I love this. I love that. Yes. And then by the end of the day, um, the director came over and he said, Lupe, it was so nice working with you. You were very good. And I was like, oh. Thank you for having me. Like, can I come back tomorrow? I can be a PA or whatever. Like, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have to be in front of the camera. I just want to be here hanging out with you guys. The sound guy was taking off the microphone from Larry and Larry was like, come over. And I was like, hi, Larry. <laughs> and I hugged him and then he hugged me on the side. So I was like, like this ear to ear. Uh -huh. And he said, 
you are a good sport. You're such a good sport. And I was like, I have no idea what that means, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Then I had to figure out what he meant, but then he meant something good, I think. What do you think? Yes. No, yeah, that's you're amazing. That's it means like you just... go with the flow. You rolled with the punches. You, um, yeah, you were like the, you made everybody's lives easier just by being there oh. and doing your job. It gets better and better. That's <laughs> Clearly, Larry is listening to you. The whole world should be listening to you. Tell our listeners how we can stay updated on your work, where we can follow you, and any other new projects that are in the works that Ooh, we need to keep our eye out for. What projects? Let me see. I can't talk about my new projects yet. But there is some theater in the making, maybe a feature-length film yeah. in the making. But, you know, it's a strike time, so I, I'm not able to talk about that. But we are uh, working yes. all the time. If you're an artist, you keep working, even if you're not working. But I'm auditioning a lot. That's good. Tomorrow I shoot another commercial. And mm-hmm. yes. Yes. <laughs> so you can follow me on Instagram. Not Lupe Fuentes. It's <laughs> at Lupe Loop. <laughs> L-U-P-E-L-U-P. That's how you can find me. Tell us when we can expect your episode. I think the show is coming out on in December, probably. Okay. And it's going to be one episode per week if I'm not mistaken, on HBO. And I'm on episode seven and eight. It could be late February, March. Not sure. But I'm going to throw a viewing party so Lauren get a ticket to LA and come here. Easy. Watch it with Easy. Us. Not hard for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Yes. Well, Luke, you were a joy. Thank you so much for coming on and helping all of our listeners with all of your amazing knowledge. Oh, oh. What a gift. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Thank you so much. And do not forget that we are always eager for your DMs, your voicemails, your letters, your subscribing to our podcast on anywhere you get your podcasts at, your reviews that we so openly welcome. (laughs) yes please tell us the people that you want to hear on the podcast and what you're eager to learn about and as alejandro said we need those rates and reviews wherever you listen to your podcast yes and we highlight you know a range of people so not just people who are in front of the camera but also behind the camera and may not even be touching the camera or even on set they could have a totally different involvement in this wide casting nets of an industry that we are all kind of swimming in but let us know we're always here for you (laughs) amazing all right everybody well thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of damsels in the dms until next it's going down in the dms bye Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.